This is SAFM Sport. Okay, we do welcome your reaction, whatever has stood out for you at this World Cup, even if it's today's games. Maybe let's talk about today's game. Zagana 3-2 win against South Korea and Cameroon drawing 3-3 with Serbia, Brazil up against Switzerland at the moment. And we go over to Ghana now and that's where we find Emmanuel Adugiamfi, who's a sports editor for the Ghana Broadcasting Corporation, just to get reaction. Emmanuel, good evening from us in South Africa, sir. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight. Many thanks to you, my brother. How is... Well, firstly, congratulations on the win today. How is the reaction in Ghana? Well, many thanks to you. Uh, Ghanaians are really excited about the fact that they've been able to win their second game at the FIFA World Cup. The first game was quite difficult, as you all may be aware. The Black Stars went to... Uh, went. Uh, they lost to Portugal by two goals to three. That was a very, very difficult and painful defeat to accept by Ghanaians. But right about now, they are quite excited that the Stars have been able to win by three goals to two. The same margin they lost to Portugal against South Korea. Even though it was a very difficult game, Ghana were still able to win the game against the South Koreans. You say it's only your second win at the World Cup. Is, is the other win the one from 2010? Yes, I'm talking about this particular year's World Cup. I mean, I'm talking about uh, Qatar 2022. Yes. And it was it was a very difficult game against the Koreans. A lot of Ghanaians really knew this game would be very difficult because we know how fast the Koreans play. And it really came to play in the game that the Stars played against the Koreans. It came very, very difficult. But at the end of the day, the Stars were able to prevail. At, at halftime, it was 2-0 in favor of Ghana. Yes. But just after the halftime, the Koreans were able to equalize the 2-2, uh, <laughs> and the, the Ghanaians really had to dig deep into their experience to make sure they were able to wrap up the game uh, through Mohamed Kudus, as you mentioned rightly. So how were the emotions then, Emmanuel, during this game? Because like you're saying, it was a seesaw encounter there. Yes, you know, at Ghana Broadcasting Corporation, uh, at our forecourt, there's a giant screen right here. So a lot of Ghanaians really came around to see how the game was really going on going on for, for, for the Ghanaians. There were a lot of people at the forecourt of the Ghana Broadcasting Corporation to see the game. And they were really, really excited. They really were looking forward to a win because they know that or they knew ahead of the game that a loss would definitely mean that Ghana were being kicked out of the World Cup. And so a win really excited the several Ghanaians, hundreds of Ghanaians who thronged the forecourt of the Ghana Broadcasting Corporation to see the game for themselves on a giant screen. And so a lot of Ghanaians really are excited. I mean, if you go to town, you see cars, you know, uh, you know, blowing their horns and all of that. People are really excited that the Black Stars have been able to win their game. And we are just awaiting for the final game against Uruguay on Friday, the 2nd of December. Well, I'm going to save the best for last. Let's leave that game for now. But what would you say worked for Ghana in this game against South Korea, Emmanuel, according to you? Yes, from my viewpoint, in the first game against Portugal, the Stars manager, Otuado, really showed so much uh, respect to the Portuguese because they, he knew ahead of time that the Portuguese really had so much experience and so much quality on their side. But in this particular game, he decided to employ a different strategy, a different formation altogether because he knew it was a game he could win. And really, he made some changes on the right flank. He brought it on. Tarek Lamte, who plays for Brighton and Hove Albion, replacing uh, Ali Dusedu, who plays for Clermont Fort in the French Lake. Uh, and on the left side also, Baba Abdurrahman was also replaced with uh, Gideon Mensah. So those are the uh, tactical changes he made. And again, he brought on 
uh, Jordan Ayu uh, to play this particular game. And Jordan Ayu really proved uh, his metal in this particular encounter. Together with his senior brother and captain of the team, Andre Ayu, they partnered so well together uh, with Atletico, uh, Atletico Bilbao's uh, player, Inaki Williams, to make sure they were able to wrap up this game for Ghana. And it's Mohamed Kudus who's grabbing the headlines. I think he was player of the match also. We know he plays in, 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 in Holland and Ajax have been tweeting crazy during the game. But what more can you tell us about Mohamed Kudus? Mohamed Kudus is a young star, 22 years of age. Uh, he's a player from Right to Dream Academy. It's an academy uh, that grooms young talent here in Ghana. It is actually uh, from Holland, Right to Dream, and they've uh, they've been able to bring up a lot of talents right here in Ghana. He's, he's he was brought up from Right to Dream, and he was able to go straight to the Ajax team, playing so 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 well last season. He did so well this season. He was even being courted by Everton. Frank Lampard showed interest in Mohamed Kudus. So he's a lot of uh, he has so much potential, and he has courted a lot of uh, teams. You know, in Europe, and he showed his metal. I mean, even in the first game against Portugal, he showed his talent in the game. And this time around, he was able to score two two goals. And uh, he's on every status uh, status on on WhatsApp right here in Ghana. <laughs> A lot of people really are hailing him for what he's, he's been able to do for the Black Stars today. I can imagine. So, so do you think this this could be a breakthrough tournament for him, and he could secure a move to these elite leagues in Europe? Not just him alone. A lot of the players, really, they are playing well. Daniel Amati was, uh, he plays for Leicester City. Mm. He was a pillar in defence. Uh, there was Salisu Mohamed, who scored the first goal for the Black Stars. He Southampton. For Southampton. All these players did very, very, very well. And I'm even imagining that someone like Tariq Lamte, who has not been able to command the regular starting role for Brighton and Hove Albion. Maybe the coach will take a second look at him and say that you are so good and you deserve a starting role in my team. Or probably another team in any of the top flights in Europe will court these players. They've done amazing. Not just Mohamed Kudus alone. But of course, I mean, he was he was, he was was uh, in a very scintillating performance and he did amazing for the Black Stars today. Okay, no, great stuff. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Emmanuel Adugiamfi with the sports editor for Ghana Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, uh, we're just getting reaction from Ghana after the 3-2 win against South Korea that keeps them alive and kicking in this tournament. We do welcome your reaction 061-4104-107. It is still goalless between Brazil and Switzerland. They are now less than 30 minutes left in that encounter and at 9 on SABC. You can catch Portugal up against Uruguay. We'll take a break and we'll come with some of your voice notes at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And Brazil have scored against uh, Switzerland. So Brazil now 1 0 up. Vinicius Jr. was very lively in their opening game here and he has uh, put them ahead. Yeah, good team goal uh, from Brazil. It started from actually the back, one pass into the middle. Uh, through to the strike is it Rich Halsin with the ball okay I, I can't see the properly that who plays it to Vinicius Junior but we know what he does at Real Madrid comes down the left wing and then he opens his body and then he puts it in the far corner of the goalkeeper and that's exactly what uh, he has done here Vinicius Junior so Brazil won um, Switzerland nil em- um, Emmanuel just back to you 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 mentioned Tariq Lamptey and you mentioned Inaka Williams earlier on and it seems like there was a plan to bring in players here with Ghanaian heritage you know Williams has actually even played an international for Spain did this come from the coach or did it come from the association? <laughs> this is uh, an interesting question. Well, it started from the Ghana FA president, Keto Kraku. He
he went round himself after he won the presidency of the Ghana Football Association. Uh, I'm sure Africans really know what happened to Ghana football after an expose by an investigative journalist, Anas Aremiyaw Anas. Mm. And Keto Kraku took over from Kwesinyan Tichi as the president of the Ghana FA. And he decided there were a lot of players who really were not ready to play for Ghana. So the pre FA president, Ket Edwin Simon Okraku, went round to speak to some of these players to play for Ghana. He went to speak to Tariq Lamte. He spoke to Salisu Mohamed. Salisu Mohamed, you know, uh, really was not interested in playing for Ghana because he claims at the under-17 level, uh, some officials really demanded money from him before they, they really uh, called him into the under-17 team. So because of that, he couldn't play for the Black Star as the under-17 team. So he was really hesitant on playing for Ghana. And so it took the FA president to go to Southampton to talk to him severally, not just once, severally, in order to convince Salih Mohamed to play for Ghana. And again, Naki Williams, just last year, he, he granted an interview where he, he said that he didn't feel Ghanaian enough because, I mean, he uh -huh. grew up in Spain. He wanted to play for the Spanish national team, but he was always overlooked. But his kid brother, we know Nico Williams mm. is now playing for Spain at the World Cup. Kamal Sowa, he played his club football in Belgium with Club Rouge. He also was courted by Ghana. He had to take the FA president to speak to him severally before he was able to to play for Ghana. I'm trying some Samanyo Ali Duseidu, Salis Abdul Samed, who was who partnered with uh, Thomas Partey in the middle today, also was spoken to uh, severally by the FA president be before they all accepted to play for Ghana. Okay, that's interesting. And have they impressed you, these guys that have been brought in? Have they impressed Canadians? So so far, so good. Antoine Samagnol, for instance, he scored the second goal in the last friendly that the Black Stars played before the World Cup. They won 2-0 over Switzerland. Antoine Samagnol came on and scored the second goal for Ghana after Salih Mohamed scored the first goal for, for the Black Stars. And so, so far, all the players that joined the team really have done well. You know, Ghana struggled to play uh, to, to, to qualify for the World Cup. The issues mm. with South Africa, I'm sure you remember <laughs> yes. all of that. You know, the issues with Nigeria. Oh, we played out a barren drawn game here in Ghana, went to Nigeria to play out a 1 1 drawn game. So, therefore, people thought the players were not adequate enough to represent the country at the World Cup. So, they decided to go around the world to court Ghanaian players who were hesitant on playing for the Black Stars and they were, you know, right on spot. A lot of Ghanaians really criticized this particular move because they felt that players who were not, you know, committed enough to play for Ghana didn't deserve the national college. But I think. Keto Krakow this time got it right and he was able to speak to all these players. They are playing for Ghana and I think so far he has been great. And and is that the same with the coach? What have you made of Ghana under... Oh, by the way, before we go to the coach, the Brazil goal has been scratched, folks, for offside. So it's still nil-nil between Brazil and uh, Serbia. Yeah, um, Emmanuel, we, we cover a lot of Bundesliga here on SABC. And Otto Ado, we know him from Borussia Dortmund. And now he's the head coach of uh, Ghana. What have you made of Ghana under, uh, under him? And is it, a, is it a permanent position? It is not a permanent position right yet uh, because Otto Ado has said that he still has some unfinished business with Borussia Dortmund. You know, he's a scouting um, coach with the Borussia Dortmund team. He has accepted to just coach the Black Stars until the World Cup is over. So I don't know his decision right after the World Cup. Maybe he will decide to take on the star job on a permanent basis. But for now, he's just acting as the Black Stars manager. A lot of people have spoken you know, so much about this particular decision by the FA because they feel that uh, Chris Hilton, who is the technical advisor to mm. Otuado, deserved the position more than Otuado because Otuado has shown that he's not committed enough to the Black Stars because he feels 
is not ready yet to relinquish his position at Borussia Dortmund uh, to take on the Black Stars job on a permanent basis. But Chris Hilton doesn't have a permanent job right now. But FA feels he should serve as a technical advisor at this point and, and advise Otto Ado and the other technical members, Masoud Didi Dramani and George Boateng. Okay, so Chris Hilton is with him in Qatar. Yes, they are all together. Okay. Chris Hilton, George Boateng, who was the under-20 uh, manager, uh, you know, previously at Aston Villa. Yes, uh, he's resigned his position at Aston Villa as the under-20 manager. But Otto Ado is still holding on to his position at Borussia Dortmund. He tells you that he's not ready to take on the yeah. Black Stars job on a permanent basis. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, we've got a voice note here for, for you, Emmanuel. Let's play it. say Emmanuel, my Joe, my Joe, my brother. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, it looks like the IU brothers are carrying Ghana. What do you think it will happen after the disappearance of uh, the IU brothers? It looks like a lot is expected from the IU brothers all the time, you know, to live up maybe to their father uh, standard. I don't know what you think. Um, would you think we, the IU brothers, once they disappear from the scene, are we going to see a different Ghana? Uh, Black Stars playing differently or maybe other players will come up but I'm just worried that the IU brothers have been dominant for the previous years in Ghanaian Football Association <laughs> The issue of the IU brothers really has sharply divided opinions right here in Ghana uh, A lot of people feel that they are still in the Black Stars because of their father, Abedi Ayu uh, who captained the Black Stars for several years but I feel personally that they still deserve a slot in the Black Stars because for Jordan, he still commands a regular place as his club side, uh, Crystal Palace in the English top flight. And he plays week in, week out. His brother, Andrea, is the captain of the side. Even though he now plays for al Sadd in the Qatari League, he's always demonstrated his commitment to the Black Stars. And anytime he wears the Black Stars jersey, he does so well. Don't forget that in the first game that the Stars played against Portugal, Andrea Ayu scored in that particular encounter. So I think they've done so well. But Ghanaians always really want to compare probably their performance with their father. I bet the Ayu Pele is a different entity altogether. I mean, he was the best in Africa and even you know beyond Africa. So Ghanaians really want to compare their performance to that of their father. And I think that is really not, not so fair. Anytime that they play for Ghana, they have always demonstrated enough ability and quality for Ghana. Okay, and then finally, I saved the best for last. Grudge match against Uruguay on Friday, 2010, all over again. How do the people of Ghana feel about a game against Uruguay? Does it still hurt what happened in 2010? My brother, do you know that a lot of people, a lot of Ghanaians really are saying that even if Ghana beats Uruguay and exit the tournament, they will be satisfied. <laughs> Obviously, due to what happened in 2010. Even if Ghana lose against Portugal and lose against South Korea and win against Uruguay, Ghanaians will be happy that they've been able to beat the Uruguayans. That's the, the thought of a lot of Ghanaians. But right now that the Ghanaians have been able to beat South Korea, I'm sure they are going to give it their all. And I'm not sure Ghanaians will give, forgive the Black Stars if they lose against Uruguay especially. They would have appreciated it if they won against Uruguay and lost to South Korea. But based on what happened in South Africa in 2010, a lot of Ghanaians really are looking forward to this game. They are looking forward to beating Uruguay and qualifying to the next round of the competition. Wow. And is, is that all that Ghana need to do now? You just beat Uruguay and you are through. 
yes, of course. And I'm sure the, the stars know before they employed to Qatar, the, you know, we had a press interaction and they spoke to the media and they assured Ghanaians that they'll do everything within their power to make sure that they're able to beat Uruguay. And so once they have assured the nation that they'll do everything within their power to beat Uruguay, now that they have three points, the expectations are that they will beat Uruguay and qualify to the next round. And and I'm sure and I'm hoping that they'll be able to do that job for Ghanaians. Okay, wonderful. Great stuff. Hopefully they'll build on this momentum against South Korea. But Emmanuel, uh, thank you very much for speaking to us. It's great insight that you've given us all the way from Ghana. And we hope you can go as far as you can um, in this tournament. Medasi, boss. Medasi, baby. Thank you very much, my brother. Thank you, Emmanuel Adu Yamfi, the sports editor for Ghana Broadcast Corporation. I would think that's the SABC, right? Ghana Broadcast Corporation. Yeah, that's that's the SABC there.